Hi guys, Salam Nerds here, and we want to talk to you guys about the floods in Pakistan that have damaged almost a million homes and wiped out entire villages. The flooding in Pakistan is due to climate change. The melting glaciers and torrential rain have caused the death tolls to be in the thousands with more than 33 million people displaced. One third of Pakistan is underwater. This is more than a national emergency, this is a humanitarian catastrophe. This is because the CO2 emissions produced by countries like the UK, the US, Russia, and France. Pakistan does not have the infrastructure to withstand this devastation. Even though Pakistan is one of the lowest producers of GHG at 1%, it is one of the top five worst affected by climate change. We here at Salam Nurse are sending direct links to you guys to Islamic Relief so you can donate. Please donate generously. Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. Neebs, aka Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host Jazz, aka the Curry Bear. <laughs> oh my God, you're you're doing this, aren't you? I, I am, I am, guys. So, <laughs> I don't want to make fun of Jazz, mm. but the poor guy. So the reason we did not do an episode this week, I know you guys have missed us on Thursday, but look at Jazz. Look what happened to the poor guy. He's got an iPad. Uh, it was stupid. I went swimming with my contacts in, didn't take them out, and then. Oh, know. bro, yeah. you, you gotta get you gotta get LASIK, bro. You gotta get LASIK. I, I do. Best I do. decision I ever made in my life. Best decision. But look, the reason I called you Curry Bear is back in college, I used to have a comic strip. Well, my friends and I used to have a comic strip, and the the bear in the comic strip looked just like you right now. It was he was called <laughs> he was called the Curry Bear. And this is what he looks like. Watch, I'm about to show it to you guys. Tell me that does not look like Jazz right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me see if I can make us another account. What? No, no, no. This might be my thing. The curry bear? No, yes. man. I think, I, I, so I think we sold it back in the day, back when me and my friends would have that blog. We, we sold it. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, rip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's good, man. How you been, Jazz? Tell us what's going on. Bro, this week sucked. <laughs> yeah, That's all I'm going to say about it. I lost sounds... my eyesight, couldn't drive, couldn't go anywhere. It sucked. Oh, man. Well, I had a great weekend. I went to Firefly Festival in Delaware, and oh, that man. was pretty, that was really cool. I got to see My Chemical Romance, Old Time Low, Avril Lavigne, uh, Weezer. It was really cool. And Big Sean. So it was really, really cool. So you went to your second concert finally. Yeah, actually, I lied. I, I actually I did not see Big Sean. Big Sean was there, but he did not perform. I don't know what happened. So that was kind of weird. Rip. I know, I know. Oh, but well, it was cool. Yeah, let's get right into it, man. Let's introduce our guest now. 
let's introduce our guest, uh, the wonderful Minaz. I know her from TikTok. I know her from, you know, some of the group chats I'm in. She's one of the South Asian creators that, you know, we're talking about Miss Marvel and all the other stuff. Uh, Minaz, welcome to our show and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, well, I'm Minhas Merkel. I started primarily as a cosplayer, um, doing cosplay stuff on the what? internet. Yes. So, and I still do that. <laughs> but uh, so on my Instagram and uh, TikTok, I started off just doing only cosplay stuff. And now I mix it up with talking about books, film, media. I just ramble on and on about it. And that is how I kind of connected with needs. Um, and yeah, so if you're interested in cosplay and books and media, my stuff is where you can find it. Uh, oh, what's your handle? It's Minhas Morgul, yeah. Oh, just that? Okay. It's just that, yeah. Very, I'm very simple that way. Man, you have a lot of trust in people putting your name, real name out there on the internet. So yeah. <laughs> right, for real. Especially when you're brown and Muslim. That, that scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry. Morgul is not my real name. Um, and oh, Minhas perfect. is my last name. Um, so Minhas is quite common um, amongst That's Punjabi true. people. Um, mm -hmm. So... If you Google, even if you Google my name and location, I'm sure, you know, some people are really good at uh, doxing. I'm sure you can, there's a way to find me. But if you generally Google Minhas and like where I'm from, a lot of people will pop up. Good, good. We want to make sure everybody's protected. We, we don't want to set anyone up. <laughs> it, it's, it's happened in the past. We got to be careful. We got to be careful. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, man. We're going to have a good time. Uh, we're really excited to have you. Um, it's going to be fun because we're going to a galaxy far, far away <laughs> a long, long time ago, right? So... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I, yeah, I, I dressed up for the occasion. Here's my stormtrooper shirt. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. We can't Love really it. see it, but um, except Love for when I'm standing, but I'm here. You're gonna, you're gonna have to do the whole podcast standing now. <laughs> <laughs> not, not my face, just, just my shirt. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> we should do that, Jazz. One episode, standing podcast only. <laughs> <laughs> okay. look it, you know why you know why it, people will get to their point faster because like if you're if you're standing up you're, right. you're talking they're gonna get to their point they're not gonna be dragging on and on that's how you make a good podcast <laughs> i think i just figured out a strategy <laughs> so we're best got it exactly exactly well let's get into it man we're gonna start talking about andor uh episode one through three. So if you have not seen these episodes, obviously they're going to be spoilers. People don't realize that, but we do recaps. For in order to do recaps, you kind of have to spoil stuff, guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a little concerning when you guys are like, you guys spoiled this for me, and it's called She-Hulk episode four recap. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. Like yo, like if you if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen to our thing yet. Like. Go watch first, then then yeah. go listen. Like, well, well, it's so oh, complicated. Well, well, like first. Feel free to like, and then come back. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, like, share, comment, subscribe, then come back. Exactly, exactly. All right, cool. Let's talk about uh, Andor. Since we saw the first three episodes, why don't we go around the room and everybody give their opinions uh, about the show? So why don't we go with ladies first? Yes. Um, so uh, I was a huge fan of Rogue One. So I was really, really excited Ooh, yes. for uh, at, like this uh, prequel, prequel kind of thing coming out. Um, especially since Diego Luna is such a talented actor and voice actor. He's done a lot of voice acting, actually. Um, so I don't know if you guys know about Tales of Arcadia. He's the voice actor for um, the aliens in that. And they're all very kind of Hispanic based because that's part of his heritage. 
And the reason why, in my opinion anyways, Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars series and movies is because it really is about the war, the people in the war. Um, yeah. The rest of definitely does feel fantastical and Star Wars is great for that, but this really puts, as I say, put the wars in Star Wars. And when, that's kind of what I expected going into Andor as well, especially since his character, Andor's character, always spoke about like being, growing up within this um, struggle. And it, it has been an eternal struggle. And it it really delivered. I was stressed out from episode one to episode three for that very reason. Yeah. No, that's that's a great point. It does put the war in Star Wars. We have this like fantastical neo noir fascist with a cap commentary. Like it's it's a lot of stuff happening, and it's really really cool. And I'm really excited to to be a part of it. What about you, Jazz? So. I know some people have been complaining that it's slow or the pacing is off. I will completely disagree because you can't look at this as three separate episodes. You have to look at this as one uh, movie. Yeah, (laughs) one movie, right? And it's just like in the past, right? When sci-fi shows first came out, they syndicated like two hours of the first couple of episodes, like in the 70s and 80s for all the sci-fi shows. They're redoing that right now. This is a callback to all the nerds from years past and the pacing isn't off if you watch this as a movie all three episodes all the way through they get a lot established they build this whole world they have introduced all these characters they introduce two three separate planets technically uh it's just really cool and i'm very excited because this isn't like nostalgia right like star wars nostalgia like some of the shows are like nostalgia driven right this is very anti that this is a whole new world and i'm it's great and i love it i agree i agree i I really really enjoy uh that aspect of it i also don't think the pacing is off because it sets the mood like it's a um i don't know what but like you know it does have this like cyberpunk noir feel to it right when he's like Mm -hmm. in the beginning and he's in the rain and you see that he has to find his sister uh but there's also this murder that happens like it's so small and sudden and it builds up the tension and if you're in a i don't know like a mandalorian or i don't know like clone wars kind of show there's no tension there because everything is happening all the time and it's happening so fast and there's so many storylines being driven uh whereas this is not we're following one character uh find out what he's doing uh find out where the tension is coming from. Then we go to his backstory and find out where he's coming from there. So it's really, really interesting. Uh, let's talk about the murder. The <laughs> I I have I have some feelings about it. Because, like, listen, Andor Cassian isn't without fault. I feel like, <laughs> like, look, I get it. The cops were harassing him. I get it. It was an accident. But the other guy. That's that was bad. merciless. Yeah, it was. But if you... If- where it's also not surprising because in Rogue One, he already is at, I mean, I guess this is after, the, uh, Rogue One's after, but he often mentions you have to do what you have to do to survive. And that was a big theme for that character in Rogue One. And yeah. he's like, the, these are the costs. You can't mourn these lives because your survival has to be put first. So in Rogue One, he's fighting for a bigger cause than himself. So it, it it's easier for us to kind of forgive that because that's in a war, but it's harder to digest when it's on a smaller level. But I think the same kind of mentality is put into that. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, I'm glad that you brought up the Rogue, Rogue One because he says in Rogue One so many times that he's not a hero. I'm not a good guy. I, I've done terrible things. And we're kind of just like in Rogue One going, sure, that's just what heroes say, right? It's like the anti-hero. It's kind of like Sherlock, you know, uh, where he goes like, you know, I'm on the side of angels, but don't mistake me for one, right? So <laughs> you, you you get this idea of like, oh, he's just that kind of character. But now we actually get to see some of the controversial things that he did and we learned that yeah he's he's not the hero that he was in rogue one so it's really cool that you brought that up uh jazz what are your thoughts about the murder like i said man it was merciless right the first one an accident fine that's manslaughter right but the second one he just point blank shot him and i was like oh are, are we watching this on disney like did this just happen on a disney platform right, oh, cool. right. like all right let's get into it it <laughs> also Sorry, if you don't mind, I also think that what is important to note is before he did shoot him point blank, he didn't just immediately do it. The cop was like, we'll go in together, we'll go in together, and I'll explain that it's fine. So I think this is a very important scene because it really sets up the kind of uh, military uh, world that's going on here. And he's trying to, he's trying, he's in the defensive, he's trying to save his life. But I think everyone watching this show, especially if you're a person of color, knows it's not going to be fine. It's not going to be fine if they brought him in and said it was an accident. So I think right. that's I think that setting up that before he shot him point blank definitely softened. Again, it's not really none of it's good, <laughs> but it definitely yeah. it brings some explanation into why things are the way they are. But here's yeah, the thing, right? There's this this is fascist corrupt uh, regime. Even though he said, "Yeah, we'll go in there together," like. Do you believe him? Like, nope. I wouldn't. <laughs> nope, not at all. And that, I think that's what he, like, he was hesitating initially. He was like, you know, maybe. But then, like, as the more the cop talked, he was like, wait a second, no. No, no. I'm not going to survive if I go with him. There's no way. I, I need to survive right now. And then he did just do the deed. Yeah. And you got to appreciate that he didn't even try to hide the, hide the bodies or anything. He just he's like, okay, bye. Um, yeah. <laughs> consequences later. Yeah. It's funny. They got no CCTV up in, uh, up in Star Wars. No one saw hey, him man, going in. This is a galaxy far, far away. It's a very long, long time ago. All right. CCTV is right. a modern invention. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Especially since the fall of the, okay, I'm going to get really dirty here. Especially since the fall of the Republic. Um, What's really fascinating about that storyline, especially since uh, Rogue One is in the middle, is when you see in the prequels, they're very highly advanced and they have very advanced technology. But because of what happened with uh, after the Clone Wars and after uh, Anakin kind of turned to the dark side, you see a deterioration in technology. And that old world technology is almost ancient and unreachable. So all the technology you see after that is kind of wonky. It doesn't really work properly. It, it's like kind of like the 40s radar bleep, bleep, bleep kind of technology. So um, yeah, that kind of like moderate, moderating, sorry, excuse me, monitoring, monitoring. I can't. I can't <laughs> no, we of, get what you mean. Yeah, it just doesn't exist. Um, they have to rely on this kind of ancient technology to one point. And the second point is those cops are not supposed to be there. And they mentioned that um, in the headquarters, why they wanted to show it as an accident, because all those cops were still doing illegal things. And yeah, they turn away from it because it is a military state. But if this becomes public, it, it's a different issue. 
Mm-hmm. And that's okay. why I think it's going to be really interesting at the end how catastrophically that officer has failed and the consequences of his actions. It's all going to, I'm interested to see how that goes going forward. That's pretty interesting. I, I'm pretty excited about that too. And you're right, you know, the fact that this cop uh, has failed is going to have a lot of implications and a lot of like uh, things are going to progress in a very particular way because of that. So I think that's really interesting. That's so true. Let, One let's talk about part of this whole thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. And the thing is, like, they're this fascist state. Like, one person stands up to us, then, like, we lose all our power, right? They they rule through fear and stuff, which is pretty pretty interesting. Let's talk about this super cop. Uh, homie, this motherfucker, he tailored his suit. He tailored it. Like, who does that? Like, it's, it's his uniform. Man took it in. He's like, yo, I got to look fresh to death. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he's someone who takes his job very, very seriously. Like, to the point Too where he's almost, he's almost fanatical about his job, right? Um, I can see a lot of people doing that, right? A lot of people who go into the army, a lot of people who go into the police uh, department are definitely like that. Uh, what did you guys think of his personality, uh, Minas? Yeah, definitely unhinged a bit. It's, it, <laughs> I think the most unsettling part of that is we know people like that in our real life. This mm-hmm. inability to, why does he care so much about these cops, first of all, right? I don't think he actually cares about these people. It's He no. believes so much in the system that he can't fathom it failing or it being corrupt. And we know those are the scariest type of people to exist out there because they believe at the end of the day, they're doing the right thing. Yes, yeah. the U.S. government's not evil ever. They've only done good things. We've only liberated people. We've never hurt them. Yes. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> no, it's 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 a fair point, and I'm pretty excited that the show is going to dive into it because it's not just like this fascist cop story that they have, but they also have a little bit of I don't know. It looks like maybe colonizing when they talk about 100% Canari, colonizing. Hundred percent right? colonizing. They talk about Canari and you know him being from there, and literally they gassed that whole planet, and nobody survived. So you know they were there mining their resources and stuff like that. Memes. They didn't gas the planet. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, Just like so- in Colombia with the firing squads and Coca Cola, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bring all some right. history up in here. <laughs> all right. All right. Look. Look. I'm. I'm pretty excited that this this show is going to dive into all this stuff. But this is why I don't mind the pacing. I feel like it's taking its time setting up all of these stories. It's taking its time setting up uh, all the things that we want to learn and see. Uh, and we're gonna get to see that. I think in due time. I think you just gotta, you know, listen. Like hold your horses, man. What is with everybody? jumping on all of these shows like rings of power and then casting like if you don't get what you want in like the first 10 minutes it's not a great show like come on guys do we have to go back like mm-hmm. i remember when i used to watch uh shows like smallville we didn't get to see superman put on like a cape until like 10 seasons come on bro do not get me started on one piece like this episode has like a 100 episode build up before it gets good so yeah delayed gratification yeah yeah but what i find really interesting about the pacing um especially with um the new story 
these new shows like Star Wars and um, Rings of Power is they're really paying homage to traditional filmmaking, even though these are TV shows. So yeah. with um, Andor, you do see a lot of influence from movies like Blade Runner and even Dune, yes. um, which Star Wars is based off of. Uh, so that pacing is really prevalent in terms of that. I'm really glad you brought up uh, Blade Runner because there was a lot of scenes that were just like, you can put the two characters in like side by size and it's identical. Uh, so I, I really noticed that too. It's pretty interesting how they put the two together. So I'm excited. I'm excited. And like, I think Cassian, uh, AKA uh, Diego Luna does such a great job in this uh, show. But let's talk about some other characters that we, that we like, man. Cause um, listen, Bix, <laughs> listen oh, listen i i was like who is that <laughs> when i saw that i was like fucking tim i hate this motherfucker tim <laughs> unworthy okay like, like unworthy. somebody in our chat was saying this the other day like who in the hell in the star wars universe has a name like tim like we have names like cassian <laughs> and we have names like like Jindarin, and then we got Tim <laughs> with two M's. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the, the sum guy. all the sum guys. Yeah, it's, it's like I remember he's like it's Tim with two M's because the second M stands for motherfucker. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> God, I hated him so much. I, oh, he, I know. It's, and the thing is, like, you see him die. And you feel kind of con conflicted. Then you're like, oh, that's her boyfriend. But then he's also like a jackass. So I was kind of like really mm -hmm. sad. Okay. What did you guys think of uh, Bix and Tim? Um, I think Bix was the highlight of that whole relationship. And the only reason you feel fat, sad for Tim is because of Bix. Because you know Bix right. is sad. I think like that's the only reason you really feel conflicted. Um, there is no realistic reason for him to have ratted and or out other than jealousy and that's not a good reason there was no 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 threat to his life there was no nope. no danger there um nope. he just didn't like the way that they were talking to each other and i'll admit they were they were pretty close together when <laughs> when he's like you know if, if <laughs> he was if ever was that close to me i might have fainted <laughs> you know like just like <laughs> There's um, definitely some history implied there. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get into the shipping wars, but... Um, I mean, when you put, like, two people who look like that together, there's obviously got to be something going on there. So Obviously, I, I right? Two hot people just can't be friends. Yeah. yeah. Also, she mentioned, like, <laughs> oh, are, she was like, did you end up with somebody's husband or, like, or something like that? I forgot what she said, but she was like, when he thought he was in trouble, he was like, oh, somebody, some some guy's wife, did you mess with her, right? So the guy's a player, and it probably didn't work out for that reason. So we'll see. I'm pretty excited. But I am glad that she's going to be in the show because she is very is nice. she in every at. episode? Like. I actually haven't looked up. I, I don't know, but she'll be in my dreams for the next few days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about um, Aunt Petunia's character? Um, the He played Andrew's mom. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about that because I have that on my notes too. And, uh, you know, she is home uh, homegirl is pulling an angelina jolie just like grabbing babies off of random planets and like taking them as her own i don't know how i feel about that how did you feel about that um so 
when we first talked about it and somebody mentioned that, I had only watched the first two episodes, so I was anticipating that she was she was gonna take him. Yeah. But um, after I saw the scene, so I know there was some hesitation about that because you know you shouldn't just be like taking children. But after I saw the scene, I was conflicted because yeah, you shouldn't just be taking children. But I think that character was very well in tune of what was going to happen to the people of the planet. Um, you know, because they did kill an officer and she even said that they're going to kill everybody here and I can't mm. leave them to die. And she can't save everybody on the planet, but she was ex exactly within range to save this child. So you're, you're a bit more understanding and her husband did get hanged for it too. So again, it is such a, that's why I love this show because the morals don't even play here. No one can be good. <laughs> yeah. There is no good. No, no. Um, it's only so, trying your best. That's like all you can do. That's true. All right. So you know who else I, I really liked? I like Brasso. Brasso was the homie that he came up with. And he's like, hey, I need an alibi. And then he's like, yeah. And then he imp improves on his alibi. Like, that's a real <laughs> friend. I, I, jazz, That's what do you think of that? That's like shit you and I would do. Like I know. <laughs> I would cover for Jazz. Right. <laughs> like, like, when I saw that, I'm like, huh, okay. All right, this is a true homie right here. So I I feel like it's probably happened. It was like, oh, where is Jazz? Is he on a date? I'm like, no, Jazz is an upstanding citizen, and he is probably praying somewhere. That's where Jazz is. Is that we did it? It's not. That may have been. I feel like people have been asking about you. you know? Where's Jazz, guys? Why is he not here? You know, Jazz is doing some jazz stuff, man. <laughs> jazz stuff. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I hope we get I already have a reputation, my guy. Don't make it worse. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, listen, I, I did like uh, Brazo. I hope we get to see more of him. Uh, you know what I really like? The scene where you see him, there's this cool little cinematic scene where you see all of the gloves on the wall and, like, all different colors. And, like, for some reason, that just stood out to me. Like, so cool. And it's, like, these regular people who work in these factories or doing regular jobs uh, with these, like, little Star Wars-esque gloves. I thought it was cool and kind of like brings you down and kind of grounds you into what you're watching. You're not watching this big mystical story of like the force and like space uh, wizards, space wizards and like, you know, elite politicians. This is like ground level stuff, stuff that's happening to people day to day. And one of the things that I really like about this is, is I feel like it's going to go into Rogue One and, and how these people got to where they are because for a lot of people, they don't realize that the rebels had to do some stuff. The rebels aren't perfect. Uh, and it's always interesting when you think about rebels, like, you know, uh, normal people think that, like, America is a good guy. Be like, no, America wouldn't be the rebels in these situations, bro. <laughs> um, a ragtag, you know, team trying to take down a giant imperial empire. Like, nope, I, I don't think that's America, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's, it's it was America, but, you know. At, at one point, but at you know what point, happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then you live long enough. You live long enough to become the villain, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Dark Knight shit, right? <laughs> now so, it's interesting that you brought up the whole. Uh, this isn't Star Wars. This isn't space wizards and politicians, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I find that interesting because, like, Diego Luna's character here, right, casting Andor, he doesn't want to be a rebel. He wants to just live life, pay back his debts, and just be right he tries so goddamn hard not to be a rebel or not to get involved not to like 
ruffle too many feathers, right? He just wants to work or not. He doesn't want to work. But he wants to find a quick way to get money, pay it off, and then be free, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're right. This is much different than typical Star Wars where you have, you know, that scruffy hero in Han Solo fighting the big bad. This isn't like that. This is more like the anti-Han Solo. This is the guy who just wants to be and he's not getting caught up into it, not because he wants to, but because he has to. Yeah, I mean, he's the reluctant uh, protagonist, but, like, he does have a noble cause, right? He wants to find his sister, right? Something that he's, his little side mission that he's doing that sets off this chain of events. Um, And it's a good indication of, like, where this story is going because that's the ground level that it's going to get. It's never going to get bigger than that because we know where it ends. We've seen Rogue One. We know, mm-hmm. we know how where they go. We just don't know how they get there. Um, so that's what I really like about this. That's why I'm really excited about it. I feel like it's going to stay at that level. We're not going to see Darth Vader come in. We're not going to see Yoda come in. We're going to see these people who we've never seen before. There's not going to be any Easter eggs. In fact, they told us don't expect any Easter eggs, which I it, like it. I'm I am okay done. Yeah, I'm yeah. done with the Skywalkers, man. I am. I'm good with them. I think they have yeah. a great story. I think the his button is wrapped up in a cute little bow uh and let's find something new let's find some new people to find these stories to and i think cassian and the people that we're going to meet along the way uh hopefully can do that because even though we know what happens to cassian there's other characters that we're going to get to meet who we could see later on so i don't know how, how do you guys feel about that minas i think i think i agree and why it's beautiful is because even though Star Wars has been around for so long, unless you read the extended universe books, you don't really get a feel of what this world is other than outside the main characters. And now we're really starting to see that get fleshed out. And I think that's super important. And you're right, I am a bit tired of the Skywalker family. I think I was tired of it before the last trilogy even ended, where um, <laughs> it's just, it's like the story is, is it's messy. What is happening? And it's not explained why things are the way they are. And I think that's why these TV shows are very strong because we finally get to see that explanation of what's going on in the, in the universe of Star Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, th- I think Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably the last one that could get away with it. I think we're good. I don't think there's anything left that I need to see uncovered or see. I want to see stuff about Ahsoka, uh, Ezra, like, mm-hmm. you know, all of these characters that we met in, like, Rebels, maybe some characters from Clone Wars, you know, all these yeah. people. Like, Give me Admiral Thrawn. I want to see him. Oh, man, that's going to be amazing, right? So we, we get to see all that stuff. I'm excited for it. Um, also, it gives a chance to add more people of color into these stories, man. I, I enjoy that. And there's mm-hmm. so much Hispanic um, representation in Star Wars Star right Wars, now. Yeah. It's so nice. And I've seen a lot of TikToks from a lot of like uh, Latino creators, and they're like always so disappointed with Marvel. So it's nice to see that like, you know, Disney still is doing something with Star Wars, at least, right? So we got Jindarin, we got Dino Luga, Ahsoka Tano, like so many people that have been carrying Star Wars, yeah. majority of them Latino, and it's nice to see that. It is nice to see that. It's nice to see them getting propped up, and you can really see it within the community as well. Um, and within the actors, you know, they are always propping each other up. Um, the guy who played the Mandalorian, what's his name? 
Pedro Pascal. Yes, Pedro Pascal and Diego Luna have been seen on uh, interviews together, and they're just so excited to be in each other's presence. And it's really lovely, I think. I, I think it. it's like a long overdue as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Poe Darren, right? He's, Poe he's Darren, also. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's, it's awesome. He's I'm so excited. Uh, Oscar Isaacs is killing it in the fantasy. So he's in Star Wars, he's in Dune, he he's was in Marvel. In apocalypse yeah he's in marvel um yeah. as moon knight and like yeah he's killing it and i'm i'm really stoked for him i think like it's worthy because he's been in the game for a really long time i remember he was in sucker punch as this kind of like side character yeah you can not recognize him and you're like wow this guy has come a long way from those days even diego luna has been acting for a really long time too a lot of people don't know that um his, mm. his imdb credits are pretty full yeah, yeah. diego luna mm -hmm. reminds me Bigs a little bit Puerto of Rican. oh yeah big Puerto Rican right yeah Dio Luna uh reminds me of Arthur Duvall from uh Doctor Who he kind of looks like uh Rory uh but a little different so I always like look at him like that and it's, it's it always like throws me off always but I feel like after this this guy should go on Doctor Who I would love to see him on that show <laughs> yeah that'd be really really cool want to see him being happy for a little bit you can watch him in teen, uh, teenage dream katie perry's music video where he's in what? love with katie perry and it's so lovely until the end where it's less lovely but there is a moment where he's happy <laughs> oh my god poor guy man he, what he's... <laughs> i didn't know that yeah. that's interesting yeah definitely check it out wow okay <laughs> all right uh what about the dealer what do you how do you guys feel about the dealer he shows up at the end he doesn't care you about the, the buyer. Part. Yeah. The buyer, yeah, the buyer. Uh, he comes in and he's trying to recruit our, our homie. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there, uh, Jazz? Bro, just like uh, any other good story, right? Got caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time, and now you're a rebel. Mm, I think it's going to take a little bit longer. I don't think it's going to happen that quickly. What about you, Minaz? You think it's going to take a while, or do you think that he's going to start joining the cause? I don't think he'll join the cause right away, but I, I don't think it'll take that long either. I think there's going to be a middle ground um in between it i think there's going to be a lot of discovery of what's going on with the rebels and a lot of you sh you need to help me find my sister first maybe we can i scratch your back you scratch oh. my kind of thing um but yeah so that's he's played by scarzard um he's also a renowned actor he was in uh, pirates of caribbean um playing will turner's dad also will turner yeah, yeah, uh, and he's Bill Skarsgård's dad, so there's like a lot of history. <laughs> I think the uh, he's a good actor, so I, I have a lot of faith in what he can do with the character. Oh, me too. He he is definitely a great actor, so I'm really trying to, excited to see him bring some dignity and some like gravitas to this show and this role. So I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Yeah, because the rebels are usually just like you know scattered here there whatever, but him he's bringing presence to the stage. Like yo. Man. what do you so, want to do you, you want submission let's go on submission let's go get it done like he brings presents and i'm excited about that i yeah. want to oh, go ahead no i i'm just thinking about the rebels and in, in terms of like how it was in the last of the trilogy and how they were so messed like they couldn't even like scrap together a, a crew um but mm -hmm. also by the time like before there was like in between time where the rebels were in charge and it seemed like they were that they weren't that great as in power either Mm -hmm. um in like the mandalorian it seemed like they were kind of like just as bad as the empire from what it looked like in terms of their like security and whatnot yeah mm -hmm. i i agree the other thing that 
you just sparked in me right now is like uh the rebels weren't so clean and squeak clean they did a lot of bad stuff and i feel like we don't get to see enough of that we hear about it we hear about like all the stuff that they've done like uh who is the guy that first whitaker plays uh che saw guerrera saw guerrera right you say che i did che because <laughs> guerrera right <laughs> that's that, that's that's what he's like based off of um saw guerrera yes yeah yeah <laughs> but I feel like they know they did a lot of bad stuff, but they never go into it because, like, Sagrera apparently had done terrible stuff, you war know, crimes, like war crimes, <laughs> right? Exactly. And he's part of the rebels, so the rebels are not squeaky clean either. They're also pretty bad, and I'm excited to see like what are these bad things that they have done because they talk around this, but we never get to see it. Um, and I wonder if they'll even set it up because it's a very it's very tricky territory. Um, because you want to cheer for the rebels, and you can't do that if they're if they're bad. So they're gonna have to find a way to justify their their actions, right? Um, yeah, it's already seen that happening within the first three episodes of Andor. But um, it's it's tricky. It's tricky territory. It's kind of like how Captain America is supposed to be the all good, but you know, to save Vision, he let a lot of Wakandans die. Um, yeah. It's like, and they still set him up to be the hero, but it's like, uh, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, it gets a little difficult. I feel like it's, it's but I feel like the first episode kind of sets that up, right? Because the same thing, going back to the beginning, he does commit a murder, point blank, no questions about it. Uh, but had he not, his life probably would have been over. He probably would have been in jail or probably would have died because it is a fascist state and he would not get a fair trial. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting. And I like that the world is getting more gray area. -y. Like we don't know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, because in like in real life, um, once a new regime takes over, it's impossible to have it not become corrupt. I feel yeah. like we see that throughout our whole history. Yeah, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. So let's talk about the the big scene at the end, the fight with the the clanging, and they're giving each other like these signals, and then they start fighting back. This like group of cops, little SWAT team, as you see it, and they put All up a fight. Of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you What do you think of that, Minas? How How was that scene? That was so haunting and so lovely um, to see them they come together me. as a community. I mean, it is lovely in its own way um, because in real life, it takes a lot for a community to come together and rebel against authorities. And we're seeing a lot more, again, in real life, there's a lot of real life parallels here. Um, there's very ser serious things going on with America and the police brutality and the killings and the protests going on with that, very serious things going on in Iran, you know, um, so it takes a lot to bring a community together. Um, so when you see that you have secret signals within a community already established, you kind of already see the world building going on there, knowing that it, one, they're prepared, they're prepared for, they were prepared for the military to come in and screw them mm -hmm. over. And they're looking out for each other because the community is stronger than a single individual and they know that. And I think that's their biggest strength. And when, I'm sorry, I don't know her name. I'm going to keep calling her Aunt Petunia because that's how I know her. Marva. Name. Yes, Marva. So she was like, when the clanging stops, then you should be afraid. And Ooh. Mm. when you say that, 
you hear you you'll feel afraid. Yes, that that guy's scared because he doesn't know what's gonna happen. But the other character who didn't hear that character say that, Merva say that, he was still frightened, frightened because he knew yeah. something was gonna happen. Um, and it's it was so well put together. I thought like I'm like who choreographed this? It's so beautiful. It, it was, was cinematic it, masterpiece. It was really really great, and I, I love some of these scenes that they put in there that have so much resonance to it right because um we see this one cop shoot somebody a little early he's trigger happy and then you see the black cop take the gun away from him and tell him to go right mm -hmm. so you even see like within the faction of the police there's like not an agreement there's like a little bit of like yo there is overstepping here right and there are some people who maybe you know have second thoughts about how this is being done so i thought that was really interesting uh and the way like the I forgot the main cop, but the one who got his like clothes tailored and stuff. Like he was asked to be almost like a figurehead and give speeches, and he was they were turning him into this like you know uh, symbol of what they thought this uh, little faction or fraternity of cops were supposed to represent. I thought that was all really interesting. Yeah, especially giving him authority, which I'm sure a lot of people knew he didn't have. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah, some people really believed in the cause, and I think they like the people in the in the in the cops um, didn't really like how things were run with the other guy, and they really it just you could tell there was a lot of suppressed. I want to go out and kill these people, and those yeah. are the ones who followed them without question. Whereas the ones who were in the security, they're kind of like, yeah, I don't, we're gonna take our time with like finding this guy. Like this guy's like off his rocker. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think the first guy who is like, I don't know, the police chief or whatever he is, he's like, hey, this is going to cause civil unrest. These cops weren't that great anyways. We're going to let this slide. And this guy is like, no, how dare they do this to a police officer? We should be we should have respect. Right. It's like you talk back to a police officer, even in real life, they'll catch an attitude. That's enough to set them off. They're ready to put you away. Uh you know, if you catch the wrong one on the wrong day, right? So it's one of those situations where, like, yeah, it resonates in real life. Uh, and I think that's pretty interesting. Um, Chief Inspector Hine, he knew what he was saying. And yeah. then Karn and Mosk were like, no, let's go get him. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really interesting. And, like, he gets caught, and then they let him live. What do you think is going to happen from that, Chaz? Do you think uh, any kind of sympathy or anything that's going to come from him, from him letting him live? Or with that... They should have killed him. So, one, they should have killed him, right? Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. This can go any which way, because I know you mentioned Sagarera. I know for a fact he's going to be in this show. Oh, you and, do? I, I didn't know yeah, that. I actually do know that. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, did I spoil something? Whoops. <laughs> you you might have, because I don't... <laughs> I don't even know if that's true because they said there's going to be no Easter eggs in the show. There's going to be no appearances. Oh, well. <laughs> maybe maybe soccer will show up. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if your uh I don't know if your source is right, but we'll see. Yeah, well, this wasn't a source. This is just like me, you know, thinking about the story and storyline how it progresses. Oh, and gotcha. So, yeah, this is not exactly somebody telling me anything. The source is me. The source <laughs> is me. Yes, you heard it here first. I am making shit up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your source is trust me, bro. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, uh, with the cops, anything can happen. Right, I don't know what's going to happen within the Empire. Clearly, Chief Inspector Hine does, did not want this to happen, and clearly, 
Mosk and Karn did. So you have two complete opposite ends of the spectrum here. Anything can happen in between, right? So yeah. I don't know where the cop side of it's going to go. Uh, I think the only reason they let him live too is just plot armor, because there's no real reason for them. Yeah, fair. Especially since he killed the first co- a cop in the beginning. But right, yeah. in a storytelling perspective, I feel like it's necessary because you want to see him get the consequences of his actions. You want to see him get reprimanded from his superiors. Um, but in terms of just, if, in, if you're just looking at why would Diego let this character live, there's no real reason for that. Yeah, fair. It, it is a little bit of a clusterfuck of, like, situations, and we're going to see the fallout of that and how much trouble he's going to get in, which is going to be fun to see. Um, the other thing that I really like that I feel like the symbolism was really cool is the entire show, they kept saying things like, oh, tell your mom to turn up the heat, turn up the heat. And, like, the last scene we see is her breathing, and you can see, like, the cold, the, her breath from the cold. I thought that was really, really cool. I was like... I, I don't know what the symbolism for that is, but it, it was really cool to see. And I feel like it's a little bit of a setup. So I hope I hope she doesn't die. I, I hope she stays alive. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no. Marvel will be there for a while. Don't worry. Okay. There's a, there's, yeah, there's a lot of great visuals going on in the show. And I think they definitely put a lot of care um, into the show. It's, it's not just a money grab, which I think it's kind of beautiful for that because it's so easy to do that with Star Wars. I think the the last trilogy was a money grab and that's why it kind of failed so uh, catastrophically. Um, and yeah, so it's just so, it's some, it, the cinematics are beautiful, the dialogue is beautiful, the characters have great chemistry. They really, they really put their heart and soul into the show. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like all the people right now talking about it and saying, oh, it's slow, they don't like it, blah, 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 they're going to change their tunes because it's so weird. Like, like, <laughs> I feel like these trolls are so interesting because like what happens is they're like, I, I want this to happen in the show. I want this to happen in the show. And because of that, the show is boring. And then like it happened. They're like, I told you, I told you the show would get good when this happens. Like, yeah, bro. It was always going to happen. It was always the plan. They set it up. That's how stories work. You can't just get what you want right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's it's, no, it's, I mean, it, it's the tic, it's like the TikTok effect, I guess. It's like you need instant gratification. Um, it's it's you, kind of you, like to the detriment. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Or you need content, right? It's like, hey, mm-hmm. some of some of these people. Um, don't even mean what they say. They just want to rage farm some of these uh, <laughs> views and clicks and stuff like that. Um, I feel like if we did that, we would get a lot more people. So I'm just going to start saying all types of bullshit now. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as bad publicity. I oh, need man. the views. I need the views. <laughs> My gosh. No, but you're right. It almost makes me feel hesitant to say negative things about like certain characters. Um, because there's so much hate out there and you want to counteract it with the love that you have for the show, it makes yeah. it difficult to have like a, an actual dialogue about the show. But yeah, there's it, so many positive things, but there are negative things. And I wish we could talk about them nicely. I just love the people who are like, Star Wars is too political. Like, Star Wars, sir? Star Wars is too Star political? Star Wars is too political? What's the second <laughs> word in Star Wars? Tell me what that word is. What, what comes after star, sir? Tell me what comes after star. <laughs> oh my god did they miss the entire allegory of the first uh, i guess episodes four five and six like oh man yeah. it it's so <laughs> funny to me these people are hilarious <laughs> oh. yeah i feel like people i don't know why uh it's so difficult to miss like to, for them to see what what these are allegories for 
there was a very beautiful quote on the internet where it's like they think these people think rage against the machine meant the thought the machine was their mom i feel like the same way (laughs) like these allegories uh it's like no it's it's not a real allegory for oppression it's just like a little like small they don't see it they can't see it that's so funny Oh man. Well, listen, listen, we're almost at the top of the hour. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, tell people where they can find you, Minas. And thanks for having me. Yeah, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram primarily at Minas Morgul. Awesome. Well, everybody, please check her out. Check out her cosplay. Check out her TikToks. I'm really excited that you were on the podcast. And we definitely got to have you back. Um, there's tons of more episodes, so we'll have you back. Also, you know, stick around for She-Hulk because we'll be doing a She-Hulk episode soon. So if you got the time, we would love to love to hear you talk about our favorite lawyer. Yeah, I, I'd love to do that. All right, guys. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh until next time, guys, salam. Actually, you know what? No, there is something I do want to say. Jazz, since we are talking about fascist regimes, uh, maybe we, I really feel like we should give a little. Um, uh, Which one do you want to go? Do you want to do Iran? Do you want to do India? Do you want to do Saudi Arabia? Do, do you want to do we, what's going on like in Yemen? We, like, do you want to do Russia? Do you want to do Ukraine? I know, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad out here. Let's, let's. Uh, Iran, man, jazz. Let's. Uh, we want to give our thoughts and prayers to all the women in Iran. I feel like that's something that we have to talk about uh, for just a second, um, guys. Okay, first of all, this is a message to all Muslim men out there. Uh, take a seat. Take a seat. Uh, you know, raise Muslim women's voices, especially women in Iran. You don't have to be the center of everything. You don't need your voices in everything. Uh, find some women that you agree with and raise their voices and and highlight them. Uh, you don't have to be up there giving your opinion about how you feel about hijab burnings and all that stuff. You don't need, we don't need your opinions. I don't think they bring value uh, to the people of Iran at this moment. Hard agree. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that being said, that's all I have for you guys for this week. And until next time, guys, salam nerds. Peace. Happy until.